Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another top 10 showdown in the books. Another Ohio State win on the back of an incredible defensive performance. The 40-year vet Tim May was there to see it all. Andy Backstrom was there to see it all. Me, Spencer Holbrook, I was there to see it all. Fellas, we are now standing in a little bit of rain. It may start raining. We may have to move this video and maybe cut it in half, but that's okay because we're still on the field in the aftermath of Ohio State 20, Penn State 12 in a game that was not even as close as that final score indicated. The Buckeyes were up 20-6 to up until 29 seconds to go when Penn State finally found a way into the end zone. Tim, first thoughts from a dominant defensive performance that had a little bit of offense sprinkled in for the Buckeyes. Well, you heard me ask JT Tuimolawau. I mean, was this, did it feel like a heavyweight fight? I asked Marvin Harrison Jr. the same thing. Yes, absolutely it did. It had all the earmarks. Guys just throwing punches. I mean, you know, figuratively. Maybe literally a couple of times, but guys just throwing punches. This team's throwing punches, taking some chances. Ohio State uh, opting not to kick a field goal and going for it on fourth and goal at the two-yard line. I didn't understand that. Uh, that's something for another day. But it is so unbelievable to me in games like this sometimes where all of a sudden Ohio State's looking for a way to put this game away, put three wide receivers to the left side. Marvin Harrison Jr., the best receiver in college football to the right, he runs a simple drag route. Kyle McCord hits him in dead stride. He cuts it up and uh, gets a block from Carnell Tate near the goal line. Touchdown, clinches the game, 19-yard play. It looks so damn easy, but it was so hard to get to that point. Yes, for this it football was. team Because these were two damn good defenses going at each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the JT stuff is crazy to me because it wasn't just the sack at the end of the game. It wasn't just the deflection at the end of the game. Earlier on, he was making an impact. He had a third and one he stopped with Josh Proctor. Yeah. It was also a great stop by him. And then even before that, there was a screen pass he snuffed out, which he's done all season. So he's stepping up big time. I feel like ever since like the Western Kentucky game, JT Tuimolowa was playing like the defensive end. Everyone thought he could be at Ohio State. Yeah, I think James Franklin would love to see JT Tuimolowa leave leave for the draft. He might be up there instead of Roger Goodell, uh, congratulating him on becoming a first Correct. round pick. Because I think big body hug. I think JT Tuimolowa could have sat out every game, played the two games against Olu Fashanu and the Penn State offensive line, and been a first round pick, fellas. This is. It's crazy. I'm going to read you guys a couple of stats because this is where I think the game was decided. Penn State was one of 16 on uh, third down. The one came with one minute to go. Penn State was two of 19 on third and fourth down if you combine the two. Those two both came in the final minute of this game. Yeah. Drew Aller had 191 yards. Almost all of those in the second half 
came on the final drive of the game. Penn State, up until that final drive, had 16 total yards in the second half until the final drive when Ryan Day said it was inexcusable. Ohio State should not have been out there, and they should have milked the clock away earlier yeah. uh, in the fourth quarter to not give Penn State that, that chance and then the onside kick. But here's the deal, guys. Like Carnell Tate, by the way, catching the onside kick. Yeah, just a That's freshman huge. making plays. That's huge. You had Jermaine Matthews out there making plays. You had JT Twimoa being at his best. You had Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, and Cody Simon playing at the level we expect of them, not the level they've been playing the last few weeks. Hold Don't. on a second, Tim. Okay, you're going you're gonna to put my man in there. Go ahead. Uh, you had Josh Proctor making a ton of plays. This defense, and I put it on Twitter, I'm going to have a column about it on LittermanRoad.com here in the next couple hours. This defense can win Ohio State a national championship. The offense is still a work in progress, but while this offense is coming along, while Kyle McCord finds his footing early in these games, and while they're trying to get the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr., the defense lets them operate in a way where they can they can have those issues in the first half. They can go through slow stretches because this defense eliminates all of the concern that you have. Yeah. That is a powerful drug for this team, and this team knows that it cannot waste this defense. Uh, we're talking semantics here, of course. I guess a defense could win you a national championship if they scored touchdowns uh, every game like Ohio State has done <laughs> a few times. The main thing is Ohio State has a defense that can put it in position to win a national championship. Yes. Much more so than last year when they almost stole one. Are you yes. kidding me? They, they were that close to stealing one. Uh, but it's night and day. The competence and the confidence with which this defense is playing and you look up, like you said, Jermaine Matthews, a freshman. Mm-hmm. This time a year ago was in Cincinnati doing something, right? Playing high school football yeah. at a high right. level, was a five-star prospect. I mean, he's prospect. out there playing so competently and sometimes over the top. It, it was amazing. It kind of reminded me of last year when we talked about this uh, this week when, when those two freshmen started against Wisconsin at the cornerback spots, you know. But I'm telling you, Jordan Hancock had a hell of a game today. Yep. And uh, so did Davis and Igbenosa. So the cornerbacks the, the are coming through. The safety room is coming through. And the defensive line game. Yeah, Tyleek Williams had, didn't have gaudy stats today, but he was getting after it on every play. I was zeroing in on him a lot because, of course, I picked him to be the difference in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he was or not, who knows. Uh, Played a J- big part in it, Tim. But JT Tuimolowau definitely took, took that role, I think, uh, or that award. But the bottom line is they're playing so much comp- more competently Confident and confidently about what the other guy next to them is doing. That's what really stands out about this defense right now. Marvin Harrison Jr., we need to talk more about him just because that was an incredible performance. Oh, yeah. 11 catches, which is a single game Go ahead. high. Go ahead, Andy. I just, said just on say my it. bold prediction that he'd have 10 or more catches. He did, and he had that touchdown, which really sealed the deal in that part of the end zone that Tim already talked about with Carnell Tate's block. Yeah, so, came right by us right here. There's a lot of talk right now after this game about how Marvin Harrison Jr., Probably shouldn't have been left off the midseason. All well, there ought to be a lot of talk about. There's it. also potential rumbling of like, do you consider someone like this for the Heisman Trophy, considering what he does and the impact he has? I also thought Cade Stover was extremely impactful today. He only had four catches for 70 yards, but one of them he completely mossed a linebacker, and he's just time and time again proving to be a valuable receiver. He's really the number two target right now for this football team. Kyle McCord, I'll just get to for a little bit too, because you know I think a lot of people will be hard on him for this performance. He started five of five, then he went one of his next seven. Yeah, he finished got way off on the, in that in that realm in that area of the, of the game. Right. Yeah. He middle part of the game, he was very inaccurate, and I think he knows that, and you can kind of see that on his face after the game. He's a very composed guy. Ultimately, you know, he's talking about like this was a win, and he's a leader of this team. He was able to manage the game enough to get them the win. But he knows they're so close. When he talks about the offense, he's like, 
we are just a few steps away. You know, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's the offensive line, sometimes it's the wide receivers. We are so close from this thing, like, really taking off. And I think that's interesting because as well as the defense is playing, if you can piece together the offense that people are expecting of Ohio State, I mean, then well, you don't even well, need to. I'm not talking about, about you really, their fall off offensively, it's not really a fall off because they still delivered when they needed to deliver. Right. Today, but, three weeks ago at Notre Dame, that was huge. You know, I mean, when they really needed the plays, they got them done. And uh, those are two really good football teams oh, huh? as opposed to badminton teams. Those are two really good football teams. And, you know, I just think Ohio State's – you heard me facetiously ask, Orion, did you all prove your toughness again, you know, mm -hmm. today? I mean, dude, this was a big-time heavyweight match, and Ohio State was more than ready for it. Well, here's the thing, Tim. I don't – I didn't mean to, to keep no, just okay. waiting to talk, waiting to talk. No, I like you, the, man. There is not a secondary on the schedule – Unless Ohio State gets to the Big Ten Championship game and plays Iowa yeah. with Cooper DeGene. I, I know where you're going. Yeah. There is not a secondary better than they will see in the, that that they saw in this yeah, in this stadium right, a couple hours ago. There's not a secondary on the schedule that's better. Michigan has a very good secondary. It is not Kalen King and Johnny Dixon and the guys back there that Penn State has. There is not a better pass rush than these offensive linemen who we have dogged all year. And I will be the first to say that we have dogged them all year. And for the most part, you know, Kyle McCord double clutches because there was hold, defensive holding. It yeah. gets called. He gets a strip sack for a touchdown. But guess what? He only double clutched because there was defensive holding. Yeah. Other than that, I think Penn State had two sacks. Ohio State neutralized the Penn State pass rush. And on that touchdown that sealed the game, Kyle McCord had five seconds to throw. Yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. slow played a drag route and still had enough time to get entirely across the field, break wide open, Kyle McCord sits back there, pats the ball nine times and yells 10 Mississippi, and then throws it to him. Yeah. Those, are the pro the, those are the progressions yeah, that you have to see from Kyle McCord. Yeah. Those are the moments that you have to see from Marvin Harrison Jr. that take this from, okay, the defense is ready to do this, the offense needs to be, to, hey, maybe some of the stuff that we saw from the offense today, you gotta finish drives, but maybe some of the stuff we saw from the offense today is showing us this team can get it done when it needs to. Yeah. And the next time it's going to need to, in a true sense, it's obviously got to get through a few more, is well, in late November in Ann Arbor. Monday we're going to nitpick some yep. of the game a little bit just because some of the play calls I just, you know, you scratch your head about. Not kicking the field goal there on fourth and two at the goal line, not fourth and one, fourth and two, and then running. And then running a, a wide screen, you know, a little bubble, wide, wide bubble. Colonel Tate gets tackled for what, one yard loss or for no gain. Didn't like that, never will like that. You know, when you got a chance to put three points on the board, this we talked, really, we really went ad nauseum about that. Uh, no, I mean, I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm not going to change my mind or I my know. opinion yeah. on that. I talked, with Urban Meyer and I talked about it, and he said, you know, sometimes you got to be bold. I go, okay. And I'm just paraphrasing what he said. But the bottom line is, you, it's stunning that the number one wide receiver in the country, as I said a while ago, on what turned out to be the play of the game, which was the touchdown. Yeah. Breaks wide open on a Jackson Smith and Jigba homage drag route. Yeah. That is stunning to me. And just when you think that defense has got it figured out, they give up one of Ohio State's bread and butter plays, which I don't, I'm not sure Ohio State even ran that all, all, all day, did they, until then? Uh, a couple remember. times, a just a couple. But I don't remember. I don't. I remember Marvin being involved on a cross and things like that. But I don't remember. They definitely didn't run it with Marvin, did they? Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. But my point is, maybe just once. But it wasn't often. My point is, that's what it comes down to. Do you make that play or not? And Ohio State made that play. And James Franklin was bemoaning this several years ago about the difference between 
great and elite. And this is, those are the kind of things he's talking about. Mm -hmm. That kind of play, JT Tui Molawau, just going, I'm going to the quarterback on this play and going around and getting a sack, you know? Even, a, even the, the young play. wave, even the young wave, Tim, uh, Jermaine Matthews Jr. Uh, I, I believe Ken, Kenyatta Jackson had a sack in the fourth quarter, a half a sack with JT Tumola, a party at the quarterback's yeah. feet. Um, you know, some okay. of these younger guys, Davison Igbenosin, who is, is a younger guy, we have to, to remind you, Jordan Hancock, experience-wise, is a younger guy. That is the difference still to this day from six, five, six years ago from great and elite. This, this was an elite performance by the Ohio State defense, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as much as we talk about Common Court maybe could have been a little bit better today, Drew Aller was far worse. And that's because this Ohio State defensive line made his day really, really difficult. And so just when you need a little bit of perspective, like look at another five-star quarterback on the other side was highly touted. A lot was said coming to this game. Who would outplay the other? Common Court outplayed him. I mean, the bar was pretty yes. low because of the way this Ohio State defense played. But Drew Aller had a really hard time today. Those running backs had a hard time after a pretty good start, I would say, to the day. Ohio State locked it up on the rush defense side of the things. And uh, I think there's, you know, a couple of notes, too, about the injuries going into this game. There was a lot talked about Denzel Berg. We've talked about Jeremy Matthews stepping up. There was a lot talked about Emeka Buka. He ultimately couldn't play in this game. We saw him warming up and doing things. But right. Yeah, it didn't look 100%. Let's so that was Xavier Johnson again stepping up. And he didn't have any of those, like, wow plays, but he's still part of that offense. And then also you have Travion Henderson seemingly not being able to play again. And the running back situation is still the question mark. And again, we'll talk more about this on Monday, but it was something that Ryan Day mentioned in his post-game press conference was that the last step we kind of need for this offense to take off is we need to be more explosive in the running game. And it's a broken record, right? They've been talking yeah. about that for all season. Maya Williams was the bell cow today for the first time this season, 24 carries after Chip Trainum got the start. Mm -hmm. And still ineffectiveness and questions about Dallin Hayden and why is he not playing? And so we're kind of talking about the same things we were a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, to that note, when you talk about those running backs. Have, wait a minute, they still have two bullets in Dallin Hayden's gun. Yes. And what we're looking at, real quick, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but You're good. what we're looking at good, is clearly the running back room is kind of in the same little washing machine it was in this time a year ago. Reminds We've me of got, Guys getting banged up and not being 100% and not being able to go. Trevion Henderson, we watched him warm up. I thought he looked pretty decent in yeah. warm ups, but you know, he wasn't cleared to go, and uh, and Chip trained him like you said, wasn't 100%. Didn't look like it, in my opinion. I thought he ran hard, played hard, and Mayan Williams I thought played really hard until he started running that wide stuff, which I don't get. But that's another story. That's for Monday. Uh, Tim, uh, but you got to save. You know, I'm as down as anybody else is. Why didn't Dallin Hayden play today? This is the one of your two games that you got to win. Uh, well, you got to win them all, but you, these are the two. The next one's coming up at the end of November. So you saved a bullet there with Dallin Hayden, which could also include the Big Ten Championship game, which also could include a playoff two games. On the other side with the running backs, you talked about Penn State's running backs. Nick Singleton, two carries in the first half that went for 46 yards. He had seven carries otherwise for two yards. He had a 20-yard run to start a drive, get Penn State in field goal range. He had a 26-yard run after that to put them deeper into field goal range. Ohio State's defense buckled down. And then on the other seven carries he had in the game, he had two yards. Drew Aller, 18 of 42. At one point in the fourth quarter, deep in the fourth quarter, before they really started chucking it around, he was 10 of 30. Yeah. 10 of 30. And that's that's a lot because he was, um, I don't want to disparage, he was seeing ghosts, I would say, 
um, he was shook. At, he was shook back there. He was shooken. Yeah, he I was. Like that, he though. was not okay. Uh, and uh, isn't it amazing? But it how, was also on the Ohio State defense to get it done there. Yeah, isn't it amazing how? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is about Ohio State. I think people like to beat Ohio State, and I'm not. I've been covering this team for 40 years, and I've seen this a lot. How you're. You're almost sold. This was a very good defense Ohio State went against today. Mm -hmm. This was an average offense that Ohio State went against today. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm talking about from a personnel standpoint, they didn't have the big guy, those big guys at wide receiver, uh, the running backs. Like you said, they had. They're going. They're going to grow on. You know, like Nick Singleton had a couple of three runs in a row. It's funny how that goes, right? Mm -hmm. And then it goes away. Uh, but this, especially the national media, is so big on. Sometimes overselling Ohio State's opponent. I thought they were. I thought the national media, because I listened to a lot of stuff uh, through the through the week, how they were just talking about this maybe being the best Penn State team in decades or whatever, or definitely in the James Franklin era. No, it's not. No, it I don't wasn't. Think so. It wasn't offensively. Defensively, it's damn good. Uh, so I, the reason I'm saying that is, it's just what does Ohio State really have to do to kind of get your attention? Closing thoughts, Andy. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I going into this game, I was like, this feels like Notre Dame. It felt like Notre Dame in terms of the Penn State offense. <laughs> it like, it's just they have the tight ends, they have a receiver, and they have the running backs, and, and that was the way the game went. Yeah. Uh, closing thoughts, though, again, like, statement win for this program. You're 7-0. and You have two top ten wins at this point. You're staring at that final game in Ann Arbor. You still have to get there, of course, and we can't overlook next week's trip to Madison. That's a hard place to play yes. no matter how – good or bad Wisconsin is, they're going to get that up one. for that game. So, so that's still something that's on the schedule. you got to win all the games up until that Michigan game. you got to win that one, too, if you're trying to go to the Big Ten championship game mm -hmm. and win that. So, But overall, statement win, I think, for this program, this defense at this point. You know, there was a lot said, talking about the national media, about this Ohio State defense and what they were like this week. I read things that said this secondary was average as hell. Some, a coach, an opposing coach, had, had said that anonymously. Uh, there was other things said just about you know the linebackers and, and maybe just not being as up to par as they were last year this defense in all three levels was excellent top tier you could argue maybe the best in the country yeah and uh, I think that was the statement made today absolutely Ohio State makes a statement in the horseshoe with a 20 to 12 uh, I hate saying 12. It was really 20 to 6. That last drive was just weird. Uh, no. But it's 20 to 12. That's hey, what it was. They still drove down, yep. got a touchdown, and were kicking an yep. onside kick I, with the jeopardy uh, there of uh, getting the ball and going down and scoring and getting two points. Yeah, and Ryan Day's going to be really angry that he let that happen. <laughs> that he let that happen. He was in the postgame. Yeah. If there was one thing he was it angry be, about. The game was still in jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State, though, top 10 win number two. Ohio State's going to get a third top 10 game. They're going to get a crack at Michigan. Before that, though, They've got three or four games here that they have to win to get to that moment. If now, they don't get their signals crossed. They've, they've cleared the first hurdle. That's Notre Dame. They cleared the second hurdle. This season is split up into three. They cleared the second hurdle now. They're 7-0 after a 20-12 win over number seven Penn State in the Horseshoe on Saturday. This place was absolutely rocking. One of the loudest I've ever heard it. Yes. The 40-year vet Tim May agrees. Andy Backstrom agrees. We'll be in here Monday when it's dead silent except for all of those things that are happening in here Mondays because that's what happens on the Monday after Ohio State 20, Penn State 12. Make sure you catch that later in, later after the weekend. For now, we're going to go get to work covering this team where we do it all year out at LettermanRoad.com. 50% off sale, the big game sale. The Buckeyes have won the big game sale. 50% off LettermanRoad.com. Go get that sale. We'll see you guys back in the horseshoe on Monday.